You're listening to Freedom Christian Fellowship's podcast. And as I was reading Matthew chapter 5 and looking over one of Jesus' most famous sermons, immediately something just leapt inside of me in my heart, if you would. And it was just like, this is who mom is. This is what momming is all about. Let's coin that phrase, momming, right now, trademark. And so momming is really captured here in Matthew 5. Let me read this to you, okay, so you begin to get this, because what I want to do is I want to encourage you, because being mom is not about being perfect, because you guys are all knocking it out of the park. I know some of you might be like, man, I'm not, I might not be hitting it on all, on all, you know, all the way. Don't worry. Listen, just because you are who you are, and you are in the game, and you are doing your very best, you are crushing it. And so, This morning, what I want to do is I want to fill you with a sense of encouragement and joy and understanding of exactly the importance of who you are. So here's Matthew 5, starting in verse 3. It says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called children of God. Blessed are those who who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And you're thinking, how on the earth does this actually pertain to moms? Well, just a couple of things here then, and I want to just give you moms. So here we go. Jesus started and he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And let me tell you exactly, literally what this means, because this term poor in spirit was something that was negative until Jesus introduced it in Matthew 5. And then he says this, and Jesus actually says, this is actually a key to heaven. And here's what being poor in spirit means, according to the Gospels. And it means this, is that those who recognize the authority of heaven and are willing to put themselves in a low place to invoke the strength and the power of heaven on their behalf. What does that sound like? It sounds like praying, doesn't it? Moms, thank you for praying. Thank you for praying. We know we wouldn't be here without you, but we certainly wouldn't be here without your prayers over the years. The prayers that you prayed, the prayers that you lifted up, the prayers that you gave up in our behalf to say, please protect them. Or maybe it just might have been as simple as saying, God, please help. (laughs) Please don't let me strangle one of these kids, God. And that's okay. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for praying. Thank you for teaching us what it means to put ourselves in a position of reliance upon the very nature of heaven in every area of our life. I'll never forget, my mom was five foot nothing. She was a tiny woman that could bring down a mountain. She was fierce. And my mom would begin to do this. Listen, before we went to the doctor, the question was, did you pray? I'm like, no, I'm about to lose a limb, mom. Don't you know a skin knee results in a lost limb? And she's like, did you pray? Did you pray? Did you invite God into the situation? Because here was a situation is that here was a lady just like many of you moms out here. And even if you don't understand this, but you want to invite this into your life, this is a powerful thing is when you say, God, I need you in the midst of my family. Moms, this is what you've done for us. 
This is actually a biblical pattern that we see that Paul talks about with a guy named Timothy. And Paul actually begins to tell Timothy about his calling. And he tells him to stir up the gift of God that is in him. And he said, Paul, he said Timothy, you got to understand something. I wasn't the first one to recognize this. As a matter of fact, your mom recognized it and your grandma recognized it. And they laid hands on you and they prayed over you. And they brought heaven close to you. And here's what Paul is telling Timothy. Thank God for a praying mom and a praying grandma. Thank God for somebody, a mom who stepped in and said, I know my boy Timothy who he's got some things in his life. There's a lot of things that aren't right. There's a lot of things that he's not doing just right right now. But God, I know that you can do the impossible. I know that you specialize. And when I'm weak to become strong in the midst of my life, in the midst of my children, I know you can do that. And so here's the encouragement to you moms today is don't stop praying. Don't stop inviting the presence of heaven into your homes because it is making a difference. Don't give up. Keep on doing it. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. And then Jesus goes on and says this, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And this is what this literally means. Jesus is not alone talking to the broken, but talking to those who are willing to lay out their hearts on the line. And I got to tell you that without moms showing us the way to be tender, to be concerned, to care, to love, we wouldn't know how to do that. We wouldn't understand that. But here is the power of this. And there's two things that I want you to see and understand moms. And I want to speak a bit of grace to some of you moms here this morning that may find yourself in this place. Because there are moms here that have cried tears over their children. There are moms here that have cried tears over their families. And God here speaks to you and he understands and wants you to know two things. Is that the first is this, is that there's not one tear that God has not seen, that he has not captured, that he has not grabbed a hold of, that he has not recognized, that he has not held dear to his heart. There's not one tear that he has missed. He has caught and captured every tear. And the second thing comes with a level of peace and it's this, is that you don't have to carry the weight anymore you don't have to carry the weight there is one who loves you who will carry the weight who will carry the grief some of you moms may be grieving something in your family and God says listen you are close to my heart you are close to my heart there is comfort coming for you God cares he sees and he is moving he will take and carry the burden for you you deserve a rest you deserve a rest Jesus goes on and says this, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Thank you, Mom, for teaching us how to be gentle and how to treat people with tenderness. Let me say something about meekness. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is the understanding that there's a need for tenderness. There's a time for that. There is a place for that. And there is a need for that on the earth. And let me just tell you that without you moms, we wouldn't understand that. 
we would not be able to see that. I'll never forget my mom who would walk around, and my mom would tell me the truth all the time. She was a truth teller. I couldn't slip anything by my mom. If I, if I wore something that looked ugly and I asked my mom, does it look good? She wasn't the mom that said, you look beautiful, baby, all the time. She was like, no, go change your clothes. You look like an idiot. That was my mama. But I can tell you that there wasn't one time that I was ever with my mom that we would walk into a McDonald's or we'd walk into a fast food place or a grocery store that if she saw somebody who was needy, somebody who was begging, somebody who, was, who was, didn't have food, and it hit her heart, there wasn't one time that she didn't stop, go buy a hamburger, go give something, go do something. And it always amazed me. Because she was moving upon something in her, this, this idea, this truth that inside of you moms, you carry this very powerful thing that we need and needs to be seen on the earth today, which is this, is that you are able to connect in with the cares and the concerns of this world, and we need to be able to see that today. We need to be able to see that today. All you moms who raise spunky kids... Thank you for teaching us how to be patient and caring. I believe with all of my heart that this is the paradox in this particular passage. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. It's as if Jesus forecast and saw prophetically into the future of the earth and knew that it would take somebody who could see with compassion and weed through some of the nonsense that exists in this earth today. And his response to that is that those who walk in the place of tenderness, according to my spirit, according to my heart, they will inherit the earth. And this is the one thing here that we see where Jesus disconnects from heaven and says, on this earth you will be given a place of authority and respect because people need to see that. And moms, we have you to thank. He showed us how to be tender. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Mom, thank you for modeling godly passion in our life. Thank you for being passionate. Thank you for making us go to church when we didn't want to. Thank you, Mom. My mom, my mom just, my mom did not care about my reputation in high school at all. At all, at all, at all. My mom, I told you guys this so many times, she answered the phone with praise the Lord. No joke, not like, hello, do you want to praise the Lord? But like straight up, you call, it was like praise the Lord. And my friends would like hang up the phone because they're like, what, who, where, what did I just call? Like, did I dial the wrong number? This is before cell phones. Some of you can't understand that. But, but here's the thing. I mean, praise the Lord. I'm like, I would run, race, race. When I heard that phone ring, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Ah! Before my mom could get that. I never forgot the day I got a phone in my own room. I was like just lightning quick on that, you know. Get that phone. But my mom exceeded that. My mom asked that she took me to school in. She took me to school in this maroon Chevrolet Reliant K. I remember this car. It is seared into my heart and to my mind. And the first bumper sticker said, I love Jesus. I can handle that. I love Jesus was all right, you know. But the next one was, I love Sunday school. <laughs> ah! <laughs> 
stop one mile away from my school. Son, we only live a mile and a half away. It's all right. Just stop right here. I will walk, Mom. (laughs) My mom was not trying to torment me. My mom actually lived out a genuine faith that I saw. And as I got older and as I began to understand that there are very few things left in this world to genuinely connect to, I understood what my mom was connecting into. And that was that she was somebody who hungered and thirsted for righteousness. And moms, just like my mom out there, many of you are leading the way in your family and keep it up. Keep going. Don't worry about what's happening around you. Keep hungering and thirsting for righteousness because Jesus promises something here that is so important that you will be filled. Now, when Jesus says you're filled, he's not like you're just going to get full, guys, and then it's going to go away. He said that you will be fulfilled, continually filled, that your fullness will never go away. So moms, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for making sure we pray around the table. Thank you for for stopping. Thank you for, for showing that. Thank you for telling us to be at church. Thank you for modeling that time. Thank you. Blessed are those are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. You taught us how to forgive, Mom. You taught us what mercy is. How many times when we were stupid, you loved us. How many times when we failed, you loved us? How many times when we fell into a pit, you climbed right in with us to help get us out? Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Your reward, mom, is mercy toward you in every area of your life. Every time you've stuck in and you stood behind your child, who has done something that is just, can we just be honest? Stupid. And in your heart, you said, how is this ever going to turn around? Every time you put your arm around them and you pulled them out of a pit, you showed what Jesus was talking about, about being and showing and giving mercy. The thing about mercy is this, where grace and mercy is different. Grace covers sin. Grace covers sin. But mercy, listen to this, covers the penalty of sin. Grace covers sin, but mercy covers the sting of sin, the weight of sin. If I go and I say something ugly to you, and I offend your heart, and I come back to you and the Lord strikes, hits me upside the head and goes, you better go apologize. And I come to you and I say, I'm sorry, I said that. Grace has come into the situation if you say, I forgive you. But what must also follow along with grace and why Jesus Christ is both grace and mercy is that that sting, that mark, that those words left in your heart and in your mind have to be covered and erased. So here's the point, moms, every time you've wrapped your arms around a child who's starting to go wayward, every time you've gotten down into the pit with a kid who has hit bottom, 
and you've displayed mercy. You've invited the ability for the love of God to come and completely heal and eradicate the sting and any identity attached to that mistake. And moms, I want to tell you something, which is what Jesus says, is that your reward is mercy for you. Your reward is mercy. Thank you, moms. All right. Let's jump to verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Moms, thanks for being the referee. (laughs) Let me just be honest. (laughs) You've stepped in so many times, we lose count. There would probably be more deaths and more families have it not been for moms stepping in and breaking up fights. I know that is absolutely true about my family. My mom did something very painful to me and my brother, my older brother. When we began to fight, she would make us hug it out. Any moms out here that do that? You're going to fight? You're going to hug? Oh, that was miserable. I would have rather hugged a porcupine than my brother. Like, literally, we're punching each other in the face, and she's like, That's enough. That's enough. Wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> That's all right. Actually, my mom did not wait till my dad got home. My mom could wield a wooden spoon like a Jedi Knight. I mean, it was amazing. And so, and so she would be like, we would get whippings, and then she'd be like, all right, now y'all hug it out. You hug it out. And, and all right, come on. Who's been there? You... No, hug it out. <laughs> hug, hug it out. <laughs> no, embrace each other like you love each other. Then you go from the, you go from the like, okay, now we're going to use this to kind of like try to choke each other. Mom doesn't know. She's giving us permission. Like, we're bear hugging. She says, no, I want you all to hug each other like you love each other. (sighs) And all of a sudden, something begins to settle in that causes peace to come into our hearts. And I know it sounds silly. And I know we've all been there. I know we've all experienced this. And it sounds silly, but moms, we've got to thank you for this. Is because you're introducing something in the midst of our anger and our frustration. No matter how simple or silly it was, you were inviting us to learn something that was such an important principle that carried on for the rest of our lives. That there has to be a time that you allow the peace of God to come into your life. There has to be a time. You were never created to hold your, your hands like this your entire life. You were never created to be angry all your life. You cannot sustain it. It will make you sick. It will kill you. You've got to release your hands. And the only one you can release your hands to is to the love of God. And Jesus says this, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. They will be called children of God. Thank you, Mom. And then finally... Jesus says this, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I know I've been kind of funny this morning. And I know that right now I'm not going to talk to every mom. But I believe I might talk to a few. And I want to just offer some encouragement and some hope and some life and some grace to some of you moms who have had to stand on the side of the fence of doing what's right when maybe there's been children in your life who don't see it the same way. You've had to stand there and you've had to navigate through 
and listen to the Lord and wrestle with the decisions if what I'm doing is the right way to handle this because here is somebody I love with all of my heart and yet there's a place in my heart that knows what's right and what's wrong. And moms, I'm not standing up here today to say if your decisions were good or bad, but I'm here today to tell you that Jesus has something to say to that. That he has something that, in a way of hope, in a way of understanding, that says, listen, there are those times that we feel crushed in the things that we feel like we need to do, the things that are right. Not everything that is right to do is easy to do. Not every decision we make with our kids is the easiest one to make. Some of them come with great tears and great, and great pain and great anxiety even, don't they? But Jesus sees you. And he thanks you. And he says, listen, I want you to know that you're, you're following after my heart. And, 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 and here's what I'm going to do for you. Is that in that place of understanding whether or not you're making the right decision, I'm going to cover the difference. I'm going to make up the difference. I'm going to make it known in a way to the person that you maybe had to draw a line with that their love, your love for them is so amazing and so abundant that it gives the ability to heal. I'm going to bring grace to your heart to know that you don't have to make every decision perfectly, but as you pursue me and as you know me and as you desire to do the things I've called you to, that my grace and my mercy is being extended out to you and flooding over you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So moms, this Mother's Day, here's the altar call. The first is this, take a deep breath. You're doing a great job. I'm looking at a room full of moms who are amazing, literally amazing, strong, powerful, wise women. Thank you. Take a breath. You're doing a great job. Perfection is not the goal, nor is it the expectation. Take it from a, a group of dads. We're cool with it. You're the goal. Know, moms, that you're more valuable and important than flowers, gifts, and homemade stuff or anything on this earth. We could not do life without you. Thanks, mom. Your leadership, your wisdom, your strength, your peace, it's our foundation. I can't tell you how many times, how many times in my life that I went to my mom in times where I was confused and in pain and in deep levels of anxiety, that I was worried. And I would say, Mom, I began to spill my guts to my mom. And all my mom had to do was look at me and say, it's going to be okay. And it was as if God spoke. Because I knew she was speaking from a place of love and a place of wisdom and a place of strength. Take a load off today. 
This may be the hardest thing you do today. Don't do the laundry. Don't cook. <laughs> you guys are like, oh, you lost me there, Pastor. <laughs> don't worry. Don't work. You've been pulling double duty since the beginning. <laughs> rest. Rest. Just rest in the Lord at some point today. Rest in the Lord. Rest. 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 Today, if you're a mom who's heartbroken for any reason, maybe there's a gap in a relationship. I declare over you the grace of Jesus Christ. You're a great mom. You're a great mom. Keep doing what you're doing. It's never too late. It is never too late to see God do something powerful. And finally, to the rest of us, not moms, if you have a mom in your life today, in any way, shape, or form, or even somebody who's been like a mom to you, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Stop and tell them how much you love them and how much they mean to you. Can I pray for you this morning? Father, this morning I thank you. As we come, Lord, as we set this holiday aside, Lord God, as a break, as a reminder, Lord, we know, Father God, that every day, Lord, moms are on your heart. And so, Father, today, Lord, for every mom, I just declare the fullness of your grace upon their life to be able to rest. The understanding that whatever place they are in their life, that they are doing a great job. That you love them perfectly, Lord God. That you are pleased with them. And that your grace and your strength and your resource is available, readily available to them. And Father, I pray, Lord, for any mom here that may be heartbroken today. That, Father, that you would touch their heart and begin to heal their heart. With the love that only you can give and the only love that can heal us. Lord, for relationships that may be distant or may be hurting or, or stressed, Holy Spirit, would you come and begin to mend those? Would you be, come and begin to mend those in the name of Jesus and begin to soften hearts and bring hearts together in the reconciliation? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray finally, Father, that for every mom here, that you would open their eyes to the understanding of your great strength, of your great love, of the wisdom that you have deposited in them, the peace that you have covered them with, the importance to that which you've called them. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.